For those of you who are unaware, I am Lord Gideon Gray, one of the greatest wrestlers ever to live, an orchestrator, if you will, for the United Empire, the single greatest faction to ever exist. And you are listening to Wrestle In. Hello and welcome to Flight of Five, the show where we rank our top fives in all things wrestling. I am your host, the Yeast Slayer, Ryan Dilbert. I'm joined today by two of my favorite people on a special double Karen episode. We have two guests, three sets of top fives, and two Karens. First up, a traveler, a translator, the author of Dream Slam Weekly, Karen Peterson. Karen, welcome back. Thanks for having me back. To the USA. On, right? I forgot to say that. You were in Japan recently, right? Uh, well, sort of. yeah, a couple of months. Back in November, I went to historic crossover. But yes, I'm back. Missing Japan already. <laughs> okay. It feel, just feels like yesterday. It does. Um, and our second guest, you may know from Karen Watches Wrestling Videos on YouTube, the one and only Karen Murray. Karen, glad to have Da-da-da. you on again. <laughs> here she is. Thank you for having me. I, I'm so excited to be here for the chaos. Let it rain. I know. It's going to be confusing. Um, it's just <laughs> like I was telling them off air that Every year as a teacher, you have multiple kids with the same name or very similar names. Um, so one solution we're, we're going to try today is to say Karen P, as in Karen Peterson, Karen M, as Karen Murray. Um, but still, chaos is probably coming. I'll it's bet. It's like reliving middle school all over <laughs> again. I'm ready. Absolutely. I'll bet. Yeah, I had, a, I, as a child of the 80s, Ryan was everywhere oh, God, it was very yeah. confusing i basically just went with my last name most most times so I think, yeah any ryan i know i usually call them by their last name there you go yeah in hey. high school, we ha- i had a karen and a taryn and they both were in- karen? yes karen taryn and karen both of their last karen? names were m so they were, we were always sat in a no. row like, oh, no. either across had- or one behind the other there was me karen m there was a Karen M, as in K-E-R-E-N, and there was <laughs> yep. a Kara N. Oh, I, no. I, 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 I. <laughs> the teacher headaches right there. Um, yep. Today, we're going to talk about wrestling, sort of. It's funny, with you, both of you, our topics are very wrestling adjacent. So there's wrestling involved. But there's going to be a lot of sitcom talk, because we're talking top five wrestlers who we think need their own sitcoms. So I want to get a sense of your taste of sitcoms. Um, many different eras of that, and I don't know how old y'all are, but I grew up in the 80s, so I, that's my era of, of sitcoms. What are some of your favorites that are not the obvious ones, maybe? Everybody knows Friends, The Office. Are there some kind of under-the-radar ones that you're all big fans of. I, um, like- I think Karen, oh, Karen P has one. I can see it coming Sorry. out. Sorry. No, I feel like we're all around oh. the same age. So for me, I was a TGIF kid. Ah, uh, same. Okay. So it was, you know, Full House, Home Improvement, uh, all of those 80s shows, you know, on the weekends, it was Saved by the Bell. You know, Friends and all of that came like as I was going into high school and college. Yes. But okay, I was same. very much an '80s format. The Cosby Show was another one. Mm-hmm. It was that was that was the, the whatever I think of com- like sitcoms. It's those. But of course, you have your Seinfelds and other ones that come later that got wildly popular. I just realized looking at my list that it very much dictates what I watched growing up, and I did not <laughs> make that connection for right now. Oh. So I'm sitting here. Um, so yeah, same way. I grew up on TGIF, eighties, nineties shows, but because my uh, parents are so much older, and my dad was like a movie holic, TV holic, I also watched shows that existed from the fifties and sixties. Um, I particularly loved uh, those sitcoms of like Dobie Gillis, Patty Duke. Mm. <laughs> I love Mr. Ed. I loved the Munsters, the Adams Family. But yeah, I was totally into Full House, Saved by the Bell, Friends. Like it was one of those shows that I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Like I enjoy it, but it wasn't my thing. Mm. And now, now that I'm older, it's like, oh, okay, I get it. Like this is unrealistic, but you know, it, 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 
I saw somebody on YouTube say, it's just like, you're with a bunch of friends. Like literally you feel like you're part of the group. And now I understand the dynamic. Yeah. It's weird. Um, I don't know if you all know, but like there's like a resurgence of popularity with like teenagers now being really into friends, which of all the shows, yeah. I'm a bit surprised because I'm with you. It's like, yeah, it's fine. There's some stuff. And then but... you have the Seinfeld crowd that's like trying to rise up understand this masterpiece and honestly I, i'm one of those people who didn't like understand larry david's genius until i got older and mm -hmm. i'm going yeah yeah i get it <laughs> larry david that's a, that's a definitely an underrated one um so i as i'm doing this thinking about sitcom format and whatnot i realized that i liked and still do like kind of the offbeat weird ones Dinosaurs oh, wow. was one of my favorites growing up. Oh my god! Haven't seen it. I recommend it. Just don't watch the last episode. It's the most depressing oh, well, right? last episode <laughs> they of all time. I don't. Yeah. Think. I mean, if you know your history, but still, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. It's not a surprise, Aww. I guess. But um, it's very odd. Like you're like thinking about it, oh, these there's people in suits, there's rubber suits, and then there's like a animatronic baby dinosaur. Um, very strange. That's my Elmo. <laughs> well, the former Elmo. Is it? I say. Yes, oh. that, that is Kevin Clash. Um, he, he what a weird to be job. A not, not so good man now, but yeah, that's Kevin Clash as baby dinosaur. Can you imagine, you know, you're, you're dating someone and you're like, oh, so what do you do? I'm uh, the voice of Elmo and the baby dinosaur. <laughs> that's me. Hello. Um, I also really liked Alf. I don't know if y'all were off. Oh, yeah. Thinking back, that's no, so no, weird. So I love it. I do. <laughs> it's just odd alien stuff. And um, it's just, it's pretty dumb. If you, if you look back now, you're like, ah, oh, it doesn't really translate. He's just trying to eat everybody's cat all the time. And uh, that's about it. <laughs> Same joke over and over. But I definitely loved it yeah, back then. Yeah. Um, are you a I Love Lucy? Van Karen, oh, yes, if you're talking about course. older school stuff. Oh my mm. God, yes. Oh my God, yes. Also, um, I loved Carol Burnett show. So all of those women, those mm. comedians growing up, absolutely. Like that, I wish I could be that funny and that clever, but yeah, <laughs> that's the comedy that I grew up on for sure. And I'm very thankful that my dad exposed me to those kind of shows. Like there's, there's so much more, like Mel Brooks. Like before Mel Brooks was, Mel Brooks that we mm -hmm. knew him, I was watching Get Smart with my dad. Oh. <laughs> like what Mel Brooks was like as a writer, you know, yeah. other people, but oh my God, Get Smart, holy crap, that's a brilliant show. And I also watched The Monkeys. Oh I don't know God. if you watched that character. No. Yes, I forget, I'm sorry, but that is one of the like best shows around. It, it's so underappreciated. I mean, they were high the entire time they wrote that show, but it is genius. It is comedic genius <laughs> and slapstick. <laughs> Okay, no, so I'm we're gonna, gonna change my answers for this list. Uh oh, no! <laughs> you better hurry. Um, we're gonna come out with some show recommendations as we go because normally it's match recommendations as we talk wrestling, but people are gonna write, to, hopefully, write down some of these and um, go explore if you haven't seen these odd, dumb, and or good shows. Uh, before we get into the list, though, let's quickly talk to Russell and Patreon. For as little as, as a dollar a month, you can get early access to all our podcasts, including All Elite Wrestling, This Fine Show, Pure Vision, exclusive access to Into the Wrestleverse, and you get to be the first people to hear and read our interviews. Other perks include getting to contribute to the Month on the Mat series and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash wrestleinn. So here we go, three sets of top fives, three at least people in the sitcoms. You might have, guys might have cheated like I did, put more than one in one of the slots. Um, but any honorable mentions first, um, Karen M, did you have anybody not make the top five, but you wanted to shout yeah. out? I actually, I don't have anything, unfortunately. Oh, you don't? No, oh. I just, I kept it. This like, is the first. I mean, I will say, I feel like I should get a pass because I'm currently recovering from a sponsor yes. fusion, so I just kept it. <laughs> also, uh, Karen P. and I were talking before we started recording that 
this was a tougher one. Normally the tough part is narrowing it down. Like, you know, top five favorite, this and that. I have 50 favorites. This is like a very specific place. Like you can't just put anybody in there. So Karen B, you had no honorable mentions as well, right? I think I found a loophole. Oh, uh-oh, here it comes. Because instead of honorable mentions, the people I would have used as honorable mentions are cast as supporting cast or oh. cameos in the different series. So oh. just, you just layered the answers. Which Sorry. I appreciate it. That works. <laughs> okay, then I will just put one out just because not to start the, the, um, the sitcom one, sadly, but the Briscoe brothers together would have been an awesome show right mm. um and you know it's just kind of it's so sad to think about like all the things you lose when someone goes but like just things that could have happened up other what would they have done at, what would jay have done after wrestling for example um but i definitely they they're so they were so funny even when they were talking trash and it was like, scary they were just so weird they're, there's these brothers going on the farm talking shit like just awesome miss you know we're not gonna get that be a reality series for sure which is funny i mean in some sense it's, it's reality is scripted if you think of it like in mm -hmm. sitcom terms but they would totally have been a reality series i could see that excellent so hopefully i'm gonna leave it to y'all to pick up the um the mood after i dropped it but um <laughs> okay, let's start with karen p's number five sitcom oh, okay. I was going to talk about the Briscoes real quick. Oh, okay, sure, sure. Well, no, because you're talking about their promos. And I was like, not really, I didn't follow them as closely as many other people did. But when, after uh, Jay's passing, Mark Davis from Aussie Open reposted one of their promos. And like, th they had very subtle humor. Because one of them goes, Aussie Open, do they play tennis? Because that meant like, <laughs> they were talking about the Australian Open tennis. Yes. And I was like, yes. That's like really like again, that's comedy. Like it was just like very subtle, mm -hmm. not aggressive, but just like did it play like so they would again to pat piggyback off what you said, they would have they could do a good comedy one because they're witty, but also unintentionally funny. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Agreed, if, agreed. If you'd like me to go first, I can with my number five. Oh, sure, sure, please. Okay. <laughs> Just to get it back on track. So I, it, it's kind of in the vein of the monkeys that oh. Karen had mentioned. And it's based around four friends who watch a lot of horse racing. And your, your, your main players are Taichi, El Desperado, Ryusuke Taguchi, and Natsuko Tora. Because... For some reason, New Japan and Stardom do a lot of pro pro cross-promotion with the Japanese horse racing industry to hmm. for branding and co-marketing, but they're all really into horse racing. So much so that apparently yeah. there, is, there is a horse that is also named El Desperado that has no relationship. Uh, like, it wasn't... Oh. Like, but the funny thing was is that the, the owner of the horse got in contact with New Japan somehow and they sent the pattern for El Desperado's mask for the mask for the horse so like i'm waiting for the day where the <laughs> el desperado goes and gets to meet the horse so it's like double desperado but yeah wow. because this, the their four personalities are so different but they're all really into horse racing apparently so much so that despy plays uma musume which is like a very girly idol like mobile phone mm. game <laughs> but yeah so it basically would be them just you know Kind of like a frenemy situation, but they all nice. ended up hanging out together at the at the track. I don't know if I've ever seen a horse racing centered sitcom, so we're getting some original territory here. Yep, nice. And they're probably uh, drunk all the entire all. time. <laughs> don't you know it? <laughs> and then I mean, what a fun fact about the horse! Um, I know very little about horse racing, but I did not know there was a Despy horse. I'll send no, you a picture I, afterwards. I want, I want to see it. Oh, yeah. It's so cute with the dusty mask, too. I'm like, oh, my God. I, I, like, know nothing of horse races, but I would bet on that horse every single time. Absolutely. Nice. Okay. Karen M., um, you're number five. Are you also breaking ground well, with horse racing or something to that degree? So I definitely, um, I based all of my selections on current sitcoms. 
So, okay. I mean, that's what Hollywood does. You know, we just copy each other. So it's like in that mold of, a, you know, a certain sitcom, but then, you know, we can tweak it along the way. So my number five, it just, it felt too perfect. And it kind of, oh, it makes me groan at the same time thinking about it. Um, MJF in a sitcom that would be like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia because he would just be the absolute worst. He doesn't need to have like other people with him. But I figured as like, you know, the guests, like sort of like his antagonists of who is the worst and gets into like the most horrific, ridiculous situations. We got to have Jericho Appreciation Society in there. Mm -hmm. So just have those two just like constantly bumping into each other, get into hijinks. I don't know where if I would set them in Philadelphia. I guess we would put it at, at, at Daly's place. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Where is he from, MJF? Is he uh, New York? He's from Long Island, New York. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we have plenty of shows God. in New York. We'll find somewhere else. I was going to say, yeah, I was like, New York City, enough of that. <laughs> mm. Karen P., are you a fan of Always Sunny? I've actually never seen oh. It's Always Sunny. <laughs> I feel like it's very funny, but yeah. the point is they're, they're the horrible people. And that really, it it's hard to watch for me because they're so, they are so terrible. I'm like, I don't like any of these people. I'm laughing, but I'm also like, I hate you. I hate all of you. That's the point. That's, that's I why it. I think like MJF like, would be so perfect. He is. He's hateable. So it would remind I me of like was that. it the new girl where they're like, you're the worst. Yeah. Like that would be me watching this entire show. Yeah. And he is the worst. I mean, like on purpose. Like that's his that's his great skill. So perfection there. Okay. Um, so my number five, I went with the up up girls. That's Hikari Noah, Raku, and Mia Watanabe, sort of thinking of a wackier version of the Golden Girls. They all live in an apartment together. They're kind of, they're friends, but they always snipe at each other, which was like the best part of that show. Um, Miyu, the very high energy, positive one. Raku, um, a bit like the Betty White character, confused and unintentionally funny. Um, you could add her like sleepy gimmick in there. That's very easy to incorporate and then Hikari Noah is sort of the outsider in the pop girls she's the become more like hard rock looking punk rock look but singing j-pop so she's like the 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 one that's grumpy and kind of rough around the edges just take their basic their characters and throw it into this sitcom format that's that's what I'm thinking I love it so much I just like thinking of it oh sorry no, I was going to say, just thinking of it in like a Golden Girls aspect, just, to, I don't know, just for giggles. Imagine them in a retirement community setting. <laughs> <laughs> they're the entertainment for the retirement uh -huh. community. Uh -huh. Oh, there you go. You, you just added to the layer there. Yeah. Um, they're performing um, Upkick to all the old folks. There you go. And accidentally kick one of them. <laughs> of course. Karen P, you had some Up Up Girls or Golden Girls thoughts? Uh, up Up Girls, actually, because they have that fourth girl that is debuting soon, too, right? Mm. So it's like, yes. you, you, you have to figure out if you're going to debut her as part of the original cast or if she's going to be that mid-season, you know, mid-season finale, kind of like Elizabeth <laughs> an Oliver. Yeah, I think like, you sneak her in there, yeah, later. Because then you have her whole bit. journey of, you know, becoming an Up Up Girl and all that stuff. There you go. You're, we're, again, free ideas for Hollywood. And TV <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> right? We're spitballing here. To give you the green light project. And I would say Golden Girls, if you haven't seen them. That's my first recommendation. Yes. It's one of those ones where I've gone back for nostalgia and been like, oh, I'm like, I still enjoy this. This is still good. Most times going back to older shows I go I like that past tense now I don't so <laughs> there we go or yeah definitely uh it holds up in certain ways just because of the times even though it was a the 80s and it can be mm -hmm. corny um the things that they talked about on that show are still relevant today which mm. is 
absolutely amazing. So yeah, it can still resonate. And also it's for women who, you know, deemed by Hollywood should not be getting lead roles in anything. And we still struggle with that today. And I, it's, yeah, it's a great point. I love them so much. My friends and I call ourselves the Golden Girls. And I was just staring over across my room. I have a Golden Girls calendar. It's like a trivia calendar. I've only gotten two answers correctly <laughs> for this entire month so far. But listen, it still makes me happy to look at it. You're going to be all set for trivia night one night. You'll be like, like I got my, my you got a cram book right there. Just like flip through everything. You're like, I got this. I don't know how many shows I would do well on the show specific trivia. That's those are so hard. The super fans they are. Yeah. They always they ask are. like like the most random Obscure. things that I'm going. Hey. And obviously, someone is. Someone knows it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's head to number four then. Let's go switch things up. Karen M. Let me hear your number four Ooh. first. All right. Well, it's funny that you mentioned the Up Up Girls because um, I no, I didn't mention the Up Up Girls, but <laughs> I uh, put Oedo Tai as my number four in oh. like a fact of life setting. But imagine like Oedo Tai in like a, a girl school, but they're all the baddies. So they're just running oh. around causing chaos. Oh, but then, you, you know, you have the leader, Natsuko Toro, who's like the mama of the group, just brings everybody together at the end of the episode. And they're just one wholesome family that just likes to torture the other girls at the school. No big deal. So, and of course, wow. you know, SLK, she's got to be like the youngest and the cutest. I guess <laughs> she would be the blame. Yes, the absolutely. Obviously. <laughs> That's so good. There are so many Japanese shows about like mean high school girls. Let's look at a subgenre yes. within a subgenre. So, so it would do well over there. <laughs> I think it would do well here. Um, I'm on board. You know, the go- something you could throw the goblin in there, I think, in the title. I haven't come up with it, but we're just we're just starting. We don't have to finish the show. We're just you know it's, starting. Yeah, it's the starting point. Starting point. Man, I got to follow up something with May Suriga. And I was just thinking about like the way the her energy, could you imagine? So she's the only woman in your um, example. Like imagine mm-hmm. her just being so stressed and frantic and running around yes. as only May could. And then the goblin would totally pop out at that point. Don't piss her off. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So my number three, I, I, I took a, a page right out of the Adams family. And the mm. monsters. Mm. I, I I came up with a scenario that involved Neo Bishki Goon. Ooh, I miss them so much. Please come back. <laughs> um, so just imagine, you know, times are hard for everyone in the world, and even for the beautiful and rich Saki Sama. So she and her crew are forced to leave the French chateau and they end up oh in say, like middle America. They find like a creepy old, you know, Victorian falling apart house because, you know, that's the best bougie that they could get. <laughs> and just imagine them as they are surrounded by normalcy and the hijinks that can ensue. And of course, you know, with, you know, the outsiders compared to the normies, quote unquote, you have to have, you know, that person who represents, you know, seeing these outsiders. So I picked Palm Harajuku because... Girls always throw it into ridiculous and <laughs> crying about yes. it. Yes. So she would be like the cousin Marilyn role, so to speak. And, you know, for funs and giggles, you know, new Goon, they, they, they know many people, they have lots of connections. So imagine them bringing in like these other, you know, unique, interesting characters into town. Why yes. not Wasteland War Party? And the absolute chaos that would ensue when the town sees these two rolling in. There's oh. pandemonium everywhere, people running in the streets. I think it would be brilliant. <laughs> I love it too because Saki Sama doesn't speak French, but she, you know, she claims to. She's French aristocrat. <laughs> um, I just how you would like work that around. Either she speaks really bad French. Or she speaks English oh and pretend it's French. You could just, there's a lot of fun ways to, to oh play God. with Could it. you imagine? Because like, even if you don't know French, like I I feel that some people know some French sayings. So can you just imagine a middle American person being like, parlez-vous français? <laughs> and someone would be like, no. <laughs> That's so oh fun. God. I love that you included the Addis family too. Like it, it as 
as one of the like, older ones we've mentioned, surprisingly, it really stands out. Um, I've gone through a phase with my oldest daughter where I'm like, let's go just watch a bunch of older things and see what sticks, right? Um, she does not like most of it. She does impressions of Urkel, but she doesn't like the actual family matters. Um, but Adam's family, she was super into, which I was like, this is so funny because it's so dated and stuff. But the humor is just like, it just makes sense. It's just, it's the juxtaposition, normal mm-hmm. life, and then these weird creepy people. So this is yeah. very much the same thing. I watched a great video essay about Adam's family, like going through all the incarnations and with the TV show, yes, it's very dated, but it's also very modern because yes, you had these outsiders and you know, the whole point is they're, they're representing immigrants they're representing outsiders and they're just living their life. And on the TV show, they're accepting of everybody. They don't care who you are, what you Mm. are, they accept you. And that was so widely different for the sixties. So yeah. I could see why, like anybody now, if they they started watching the show, that they might, you know, it might resonate with them. But yeah, Adam's family, it it stands the test of time for sure. Hell, we have Wednesday now. <laughs> I know is an enduring set of characters that people keep coming back to. Um, I wish though that they could invent something where you put these goggles on and you could see things through the lens of the time it came out, mm-hmm. like. It's not shocking now to see what they've done back then, but like through the seventies eyes, you'd be like, what on, this is crazy. Exactly. Um, So scientists out there, can y'all get that situated? Cause that would be awesome. Watch Psycho from like that time frame. Like, oh yeah. Like, yeah. These, these elements that are now so common in mm-hmm. film were brand new back then so if you watch psycho now you go yeah i don't get it what's the big deal but yeah <laughs> oh absolutely i'm on board with this idea seriously let's do it okay so that's three 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 karen p you're number two to go along in the vein of all girls houses and women doing comedy mm-hmm. this is gonna be a deep cut for those who watch the non-english translated uh stuff on new japan world but Imagine, if you will, TV Asahi announcer Tsumugi Mitani, Miki Motoi, Miho Abe, and Peter in a Blossom slash Full House format where Jushin Thunder Liger is their neighbor. And in this house, <laughs> because they, they, it's, it's a haunted house because Karen started to mention that. I'm like, yeah, well, no, this, this, it's, this is a magical house because when on these particular episodes of New Japan TV, that the girls have their annual or annual or semi-annual girls, the pro wrestling girls uh, association meetings. They do a little, a little bit of a fantasy booking of themselves in the pseudo romantic situations. Mm. So it's the, you know, it's light stuff. Like so-and-so makes me dinner or, you know, we go shopping on Christmas, whatever. But in this house, if you think up a scenario, that person shows up at the house. Whether it's coming in the back door or ringing the doorbell. It's like a magical house that brings the people. Wow. Uh And of course, it's, it's, you know, it's girls having, you know, it's a little bit of fantasy booking, but it's also a lot of, like, all the hijinks that ensues with, you know, language barriers. The house doesn't magically translate for them, surprisingly. So, of course, if, you know, Jay White strolls up or, you know, Jeff Cobb, who Miki Mozu is a huge Jeff Cobb fan, if he shows up, they got they still have to work with the language barrier on top of everything else mm. but you know Man. jushin thunder liger is next door he's retired he's got lots of free time so he happens again unlike you know the the, the gruff sage that minoru suzuki is thunder liger is the uh more of the cutesy neighbor the older older guy that lives next door that they just all dote upon and are sweet too and he just he just eats it up and just making his Godzilla figures at yes. that. <laughs> he's like, he's got a, like a whole garden of Godzilla and like Venus fly traps. <laughs> his peculiar hobbies, but they don't judge him. Yeah. They, they welcome him with open arms. You know, I love the off-kilter weird. That, it's up my alley. I, I want that show to exist. <laughs> you could just, so many, po- you could go any direction with that, any kind of crazy thing. Um, it sort of made me think of Pee Wee's Playhouse in a sense. I mean, obviously different vibe but just to 
It was no. just like it random was a visitors. House, though. Magical house, <laughs> random visitors. And then just, you didn't know what could happen. That could get out of hand too, because imagine like, you know, in Ghostbusters, we're like, don't think anything, don't think anything for Ghost Girls, create whatever you think. Like, imagine like, oh God, I, I thought that and it appears. You're like, what? It, it, you also run the whole, is it my inner monologue or outer monologue? And yeah. so, yeah. And, and multiple, you could, you could have a musical episode. Usually I'm very against musical episodes in any uh -huh. kind of running serial program, <laughs> but I think this would be a great musical episode. Even it would make sense. Feeling? You're so surreal like at this point. So, so it also fits in well, you know, like the sitcom is like the situation happens this week. It's resolved. We move on to a new one next week. Correct. Um, so each, it's the Jay White episode. It's the so-and-so. The, the visitor comes. That's, that's the story for the episode. They leave. That's it. We move on. So the format is like built. Right? You get you get closure, unlike in wrestling. <laughs> yeah, wrestling is forever and never ever. Um, so this, this is different, better in that way. Um, oh, very fun. We went a little insane, which I enjoy. Um, Karen M, your number two. See, I, I, I can't follow that up. My number two is so yes, simple and to the point. It, it I, I was obviously inspired by some recent events and I thought this is just too perfect. This is like a million dollar money making show. Mm. We're going to do Keno and Tetsuya Naito as the odd couple. We're doing an odd couple reboot. <laughs> yes. In an apartment, in a house and just let absolute chaos ensue and see what happens. Please, I beg. I need it in my life. You just reminded me of like the subgenre of of sitcoms the odd couple the perfect strangers oh, yeah. you know like just, just the two people at each other's throats uh right it's, it's simple they're so it's good perfect. yeah two opposite sides two polar personalities how do they interact can they get along can they coexist <laughs> the answer is no <laughs> i'm gonna say spoiler they can't, they can't. which is which is the appeal of the at show the end of every single episode and like the whole arc is going to be ten ten tano that's like a tongue twister right there so learn to accept naito with all of his faults and his flaws and it's like no absolutely not that man's gonna be like if i see a subway one more time in this mm. house i'm picking mm. you out <laughs> that is so fun <laughs> uh and they have such good like chemistry which is why it's like the hottest thing in wrestling this year so far like just the vibe of them in the same room you're like oh my god they're gonna kill each other which is what you're going with but with a comic absolutely. twist so absolutely it's so good um right. well naito's knees are like barely existent so he may need to think about what's going on next you know, by a wing and a prayer I, I don't imagine <laughs> that he's like i'm gonna be an actor but who knows <laughs> you never know it's wrestling related maybe yeah have an occasional send him to like a baseball scenario and he'll be fine imagine go. i mean i i feel like i saw kind of wear a baseball jersey did he wear one of his um blogs the yokohama so okay rival okay rival baseball teams. Can, I, can, can i unpack that real quick because yeah, go <laughs> In that video, it's after he loses to Naito. And, you know, Naito is also known as Gyakuten no Naito, the, the, you know, the guy who turns the game around at the very last inning. So what he's doing is he's making, he's making fun of Naito because they're so similar. He's wearing a Yokohama Bay Stars jersey. He's calling himself Gyakuten no Keno, that he's the one who's going to turn things around, even though he's lost to Naito twice. Um, but basically... I think his 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 two part exploration into learning about the history of Tetsuya Naito, he learned how similar they are, and he's trying to cope with that moving forward. Oh, hey, seriously! But I made a video about that. I was like, if you just look at their philosophies, I I called them kindred spirits because they very much they have are. the same philosophies, and that's why I think like deep down inside, Naito being the dork that he is, they both love wrestling. They would absolutely mm. appreciate each other. It's just you know the character traits and the quirks and the flaws they're going to clash so it's like you guys have a common bond but you know just oh, mm. your heads are too thick so it's the perfect sitcom scenario yeah and you, i mean you need that that chemistry so that's already there Whew. okay million dollar ideas for free once again um my All number us. two <laughs> always um i'm gonna go with eddie kingston in a 
get edgier full house or or other shows where the the family is str they're struggling to get by it's a they live in a brooklyn brownstone we'll figure out the the pieces all around you love it i'm here for it my Sign only request so fit it in like i don't know if she could be like distant adopted daughter but mm -hmm. I, I love you lulu pencil i miss you every day i just need him to say oh. Ooh, just one episode <laughs> what? easily done somewhere <laughs> I don't know if anybody put Lulu Pencil, but that's that. a good one. She goes on an exchange and does a homestay at his house. Yeah. Boom. There, there we go. go. You're welcome. We're an exchange student, Lulu. Yes. Perfection. Um, Flushing it out. <laughs> Excellent. So we are now at the tippy top of our list here. Karen P said she went all Japan here. Well, not all Japan as in the promotion, but all as Japan. In, as in the list. country. Yes. As the country of people. So um, where did you go with number one, Karen? So I guess I'll equate it. I'll give you the American equivalent setting, and mm -hmm. then I'll give you where the Japanese inspiration came from. Love it. So say by the Bell, high school setting, okay? In yes. Japan, there were a couple of early 2000s, there were two very popular dramas. One was called Great Teacher Onizuka, which was the, this like rough, rough and tumble uh, guy who's like, he's a homeroom, high school homeroom teacher. Mm -hmm. The other one was Gokusen, where this girl who's actually the daughter of a, uh, a very uh, powerful person in the mafia doesn't want to succeed in the family business. So she becomes a teacher and gets sent to like the roughest all boys or the roughest uh, all boys school and gets the worst class. So basically mm. she, she's a female teacher in a um, in a setting and the entire time she's trying to hide the fact of who her family, her her family is. But sometimes uh. if she gets like, she tries to yell at the kids or whatever, she, she uses very rough Japanese that a teacher, a, a normal quote unquote teacher would not use in that setting to talk to students. Mm -hmm. So the lead student in, in this in the series was former Arashi idol, uh, Jun Matsumoto. For those who love like early, late 90s, early Japanese dramas, I highly recommend this one. The lead character in this one is Hiromu Takahashi. And uh, the class- Of course, of course. Of course it is, because Hiromu Takahashi brings money. And there is recency bias, because we talked about not like saying what happens, but this is for, more in the future. I've been very hyped about the upcoming, or when it happens, the all the all star <laughs> super junior festival that's happening. Yes, yes. So this cast will have people from all over the country, and there will be some international students. But Woo! it's it's basically taking the um, Hiroku uh, Tetsuya Naito New Japan Academy comics, the two of them that were hmm. they were released in English, but make it about Hiromu, and just bring a whole bunch of junior heavyweights and just throw them all in there. So there's wrestling, there's fighting, there's high school drama, there's slice of life. There's action, adventure, you know, you name it, you've got it. And then, of course, you know, occasionally Naito drops by, Tanahashi drops by, you know, oh, a cameo here and there, but it's mainly about Hiromu. I have one question for you, Karen. Where do Show and Yo fit into this equation? Oh, they're very much, oh, oh trust me. They're there all the they time. Are, they are co-stars because they are very crucial to Hiromu's development from the time they come back from excursion. <laughs> And yes, there will be the coping of, you know, Yo's knee going out, Show's choices. <laughs> show runs in with a bad crowd. Yes. The boy goes bad. And then Hiroma's going to try to save him. And yeah, no, it, trust Aww. me, Show and Yo will be part of it. They may get their own spinoff eventually or, you know, a mini series. But that's where we're starting. We're starting with Hiromu to gauge nice. interest. And then we'll just expand from there. And then you can have, you know, Desperado can have his arc, Master Watto, whatever. You name it, we got it. One stop shopping for all those junior, those junior heavyweight fans. Nice. Yeah, junior heavyweight cinematic universe right here. There you go. <laughs> You're welcome. And I think for Show and Yo, you know, there's all, always in those older sitcoms that character that comes every once in a while. And when they come in, there's like a big clap, like, oh, it's, oh, it's that special character. Um, that's, that could be Show and Yo. So mostly Hiromu. Yeah. And then, hey, it's one of those episodes with, which then you're gonna have up. your Ross and Rachel. We were on a break moment, or it's gonna be this epic oh. blowout between the two of them with the House of Torture stuff. Ooh. Mm. Telling you, nice money, money. You have, you have episodes written already. Sounds oh, like. oh yeah. <laughs> don't don't talk to me about my head cannon. I got you. <laughs> Ooh, so good. 
Um, I'm going to go next to let Karen M do last but not least, uh, best for last. Or have you. Um, so my number one is Kurt Angle, who I think is, you don't think of him as a comedy wrestler because he's so good at actual wrestling, but He's like legitimately one of the funnier guys. Like he really got over with the silly stuff with the playing the guitar and the silly hat. I imagine him in a scenario where he has a bunch of daughters. They're all teenagers. He's trying to be the cool dad, you know, and fit in, but he's struggling because he's older. Uh, again, nothing to do with my life or anything. Um, but <laughs> They just all, he's always so goofy and trying to be funny. We're laughing, but the daughters are not laughing. And it's just him trying to get closer to his family and, and, you know, not lose them. You have that moment where the teenagers start to be on their own and please drop me off a block away. And this is where he is and he's dealing with that. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm bringing the, bringing the sad stuff today. Sorry. Poor I'd or, be proud to have you as a dad. <laughs> Could you imagine like tying oh. in the Olympic thing too? Just to be like, oh, I won an Olympic gold medal. Why aren't yeah. you proud of it? <laughs> Please oh. listen to me. Just worrying around the house. It's always <laughs> the medal. Um, easy, easy to put in there. He has a lot of catchphrases too. So that's already, oh, yeah. that's already built in. He could also sit down with his girls at the hot class of milk, you know, warm cup, warm cup of warm cup of milk, and have a heart to heart. I mean, that's good. That's good. We got, yeah, got to include them in sitcoms, man. It's a staple. Yep, especially father daughter relationships. You got to have those heart to hearts. Excellent. Um, we are now at our last sitcom until we do like a double episode or something. I don't know a sequel. Karen M, what you got? Well. I sense that we definitely had a theme throughout this episode, um, a full house theme. So of course it would be only fitting that full house is uh, kind of the basis for my number one, mm -hmm. which is the bloodline and Sami Zayn. But instead of full house, I want to call <laughs> yes. it Ooze House. So in, in my show, Sammy is going to be adopted by the bloodline. Don't ask me how. Sometimes, you know, things just happen and we go with it. He's wandering around. Roman sees him and is like, hey, I can do something with you. Picks him up. And it's about Sammy learning that Uth life, you know, and, you know, learning about being a Samoan and how he adapts to their culture. But of course, we got Paul Heyman because, you know, Paul Heyman is like that, that crotchety uncle on the side who's always looking out for, you know, the best interests of Roman. And I would also say that Paul Heyman is like the Mr. Wilson from Dennis the Menace in this scenario, because, you know, Sammy's just, you know, a little bit haphazard going through life, figuring things out. And he always finds a way to get into Paul Heyman's way. Mm -hmm. so Paul Heyman is like, freaking, I freaking hate this guy. Fuck him. I need him out of the house now. So, you know, that's our tension right there. But Roman is like, no, 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 it's all good. He's the one that's going to give the heart to hearts at the end of the show. But he's also going to tell you, you mess up, you're out of here. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you for including Sami Zayn. I really was like, he's got to be in there somewhere. Right? He's so good. He's making Wait. that storyline. Like, he's he he somebody anything. that if he were in wrestling he absolutely should be in a sitcom he should be somewhere in mm -hmm. film and tv he's so so good he takes crap and he turns it into gold every time yeah which is like i mean that's like sitcom life like here's some bad writing here's some stupid stories uh, i need you to dress it up with your charisma done exactly. he's got it I, I look forward to the moment where he said, ask someone if they're not feeling oozy enough. I look, I, look, I look forward to that moment. Oh, that is the season finale moment right Imagine there. all the merch. The merch, mm, yep. Mm -hmm. All set out. Boom. Perfect. Right there. Awesome. WWE, you got a studios. Make it happen. I, I need coffee. I'm not oozy enough right now. I'm telling you. <laughs> you got to be careful and not like, overdo it. That's definitely, you got to come back to that. That's, that's the funny stuff. You guys got all the people that were in my head, but I didn't know where to do with them. Hiromu, Minori Suzuki, Sami Zayn. I was like, ah, oh, they gotta go in there somewhere. You did it. This is why. This is why you're the best. Okay. Um, I, I would like to recap each of these and 
kind of make a reflective thought about each. So my list was the Up Up Girls, Keith Lee, Mesa Ruga, Eddie Kingston, and Kurt Angle. And I very much realized it's dad-centric. It's 80s and 90s style. So this is like my childhood mixed with my fatherhood now. <laughs> um, so I'm just projecting myself. This is, this is therapy for me, apparently. Karen M's list was MGF. Number four was Odatai. Number three, Niyobushi Goon. Number two, Kano and Naito. Number one, Sami Zayn. Um, a bit of a very mixed bag there. All kinds of stuff. Are there any of those, Karen, that you would to think better fit for a musical episode? Just cracking up. If you can't see this, <laughs> <laughs> I think you might have broke I mean, her brain on that one. <laughs> I feel like Sammy would not let me down. That he could just have just a fantasy, say life is hard, you know, you got to, you know, go inward. How are you going to comfort yourself? And he just has a whole musical episode about his life. And, you know, he, he, ju he just wants to be part of the bloodline. I, I could see it. This is his 11 o'clock number right there. Mm. Just loving it all on the floor. Robin, accept me. And you can get Roman Reigns to sing like one line. Or, yeah, one line. <laughs> or just stand there and stare. Either will, either will work. <laughs> uh, okay, that's a good pick. Okay, Karen P's um, All Japan All the Time situation. She went with um, Taichi, Despi, and Friends. That's number five. Four, Minoru Suzuki. Number three, Toriano. Number two, the New Japan announced team. And number one, Rumo Takahashi. Um, I know, I mean, you have a lot of multiple characters ensemble like just a lot of i love ensemble guests yes <laughs> and coming so um it's very like busy in a good way just a lot of things happening so a lot of a lot of things you can do with that this is the true forbidden door show let's be honest <laughs> just especially the one oh I can we call the can we call the magical house one the forbidden yes door? it forbidden doors is that, is that trademarked Probably. Anybody I mean, now it is. We no, have King, King King we'll do the Japanese title then. It's fine. Yeah, there you go. That's the way around it. Or Forbidden Door with um, different spelling. Yes. Somehow. <laughs> Just to work around it. We'll, okay. we'll workshop it. <laughs> many, many things to do here. Um, but wow. Um, I had high expectations for you. And you exceeded them. As usual. Okay. Like well thought out ideas like you got shows catchphrases um guest stars scenarios um everything's ready it's just someone needs to write it produce it does anyone know some tv producers no but i know tv directors so we have that okay. set and they would always have their own crew so just we got that somebody listen. just fund us give us okay. the money listen one of them is going to one day win an oscar i'm telling you so Let's get it might, on be, it might be Sammy. Let's be honest. It might be Sammy. Yeah, let's let's do a quick question. Most likely to win an Emmy for their performance. Sammy, I can think of. I'm looking through. Um, Suzuki. <laughs> let's. Yeah. I just imagine him at the Emmys. You would terrify people. Yeah, making a. Threatening I speech. feel like Keno and Naito would be like the ones that are always nominated in the same character at uh, the same category. So they either cancel each other out. Yes. Or yeah. Or like Keno gets the win. I don't know. I remember with two and a half men, it was always John Cryer who won. Yeah. So like that kind of scenario. There we go. I might go with um, Eddie Kingston on my yes. end. I think yes. he's like legitimately <laughs> good at like. Not acting per se, but performing. He could probably really hit you with the tears. And then the comedy, the whole game. Like, so. like that's that's a category right there with Eddie Kingston, Minoru Suzuki, Sami Zayn, Keno, and Tetsuya Naito. There we go. Boom. Look at all. Wow. We have <laughs> right? We, we win, the honestly. Academy. <laughs> uh, let's talk where people can find you guys. If you love what you heard here, um, Karen M, where can we find more of you? 
You can find me on YouTube at Karen Watches Wrestling. Um, you know, making videos, learning about the world of Japanese pro wrestling. I have uh, some very fun, insightful videos on Jay White. So if you're getting into New Japan, check those out. They're a bit chaotic because the TV mm. aside came for me. But, you know, I... I love that dude. I think he's like one of the best villains out there in wrestling. He's very Shakespearean. And you can also find me on Twitter at Karen Murray underscore. I'll see you there. I'd also recommend the, the Bullet Club episode, which is, a, I know it was a ton of work for you, but <laughs> oh my God. as a, a fan, you can see everything. I out. And I was like, well, you can't put everything. You, gotta, you can't. Come on. You gotta just go straight to the story. And that's why, like, some things are, and friends. It, it had to have relate to Forbidden Door at that time. So, you know, you gotta make edits. What a 17 hour YouTube video. Like, come on, give me a break. Um, Karen P, what about you? You can find me on my wrestling journey over at postwrestling.com. I do a monthly column. It used to be weekly, it used to be Dream Slam weekly, but now it's Dream Slam monthly. Uh, it comes out every month around the 28th because every month has 28 days. Um, and you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Hey Karen Sensei. Come along for the ride. I talk a lot about Japan. <laughs> As evidenced by your picks. Um, but also you provide like, a, I think another layer of understanding, like you did with the Yokohama baseball thing. Like as a fan who watches a lot of Joshi, I know I don't get everything. I'm not understanding the language or the culture. And you like throw snippets and I'm like, oh, that's even better. Um, so recommend following her for sure. Um, my end, you can find me at Ryan Dilbert, very creative. I know at Twitter, um, you can listen to me here every other week on five five and every month I am a part of the ocean cyclone show or all Joshi show. My writings are up on wrestlein.com as well as the, are you princess Tokyo Joshi Substack? which, um, when life is not kicking my ass, it's pretty regular. So uh, there you have it, the best show we've ever I've ever done, and um, thanks for listening, everybody. Till next.